Hello, and welcome to Molly Catherine Reads. You can also find me over on Tumblr at Molly Catherine Writes. I have a blog where you can find all the episodes as well as more information about the podcast at mollycatherinereads.blogspot.com. And you can also subscribe to this uh, podcast on iTunes. Just search for Molly Catherine Reads and you'll find me there. So you may be happening across this on Tumblr or elsewhere and just know that there are different ways for you to access content. Uh, the story that I'm going to be reading today is actually chapter one of a multi-chapter story. It may very well be quite familiar to some of you. Um, I originally wrote it as fan fiction and I've been rewriting it as an original story and this is just going to be chapter one today. Uh, characters are going to be very familiar to you. The setting will be different, um, at least a little bit. And as the story continues to unfold over the coming months, I think you'll see quite a few differences, but a lot of that is as of yet to be determined. Um, as I share more chapters, hopefully I'll have the opportunity to share a little bit more about my thought process and what went into, you know, the process of changing this from a fan fiction story into something original. So without further ado, this is... The Silence of Silence, Chapter 1, written and read by me, Molly Catherine. Olivia Clark pulled her bag up higher on her shoulder. Her pace was brisk. It was her first day, and she really did not want to be late. There were two cars that stopped their forward progress to allow her to walk through the crosswalk. She waved politely at them thankful for the day's first small kindness. As Olivia walked along the sidewalk, she took the opportunity to appreciate the campus around her. The grass was meticulously kept, the landscaping was precise, with blooming flowers as a reminder of the recently departed summer, and there were smatterings of majestic red elm trees that gave the place an older feel to it, a feeling of deep-rooted certainty, Olivia would say, if she had to put a name to it. With a steadying breath, Olivia entered the dark, oaken double doors of the main building before her. With a smile that just wouldn't quit, she made her way to the office. The office was the same in which she had first arrived months before to interview for the job position. The deans had loved everything about her, from her pristine university grade point average and perfectly styled, pulled-together look, to her kind smile and comprehensive knowledge of sign language. Olivia Clark was the perfect addition to the faculty of the Philip Lentz Liberal Arts College for the Deaf. Good morning, the secretary spoke and simultaneously signed as Olivia approached the front office. With her lips tilting upward into a friendly smile, Olivia returned the greeting with her words as well as with her hands. Good morning. She signed in on the designated clipboard for first day check-in before turning and heading towards her office. The only real sounds in the air were the creaks from the old floorboards, and they were old indeed. This particular building, which housed most of the faculty offices, was called Old Main. When the school had originally been founded, Old Main had been the first and the only building. There were lots of windows and looming, airy architecture, there was an odd sense of peace about the place, an ethereal assurance of belonging. 
It felt a lot like magic to Olivia, if truth be told. When she reached her office door, Olivia unlocked it and entered with more than a slight sense of reverence. She had hung a few photos on the walls and made the small office as homey as possible over the past couple of weeks as she had been preparing for her first semester of classes. When she sat in her chair and booted up her computer, the quiet hum felt reassuring. While she waited on the waking technology, Olivia pulled open her desk drawer and withdrew a book, Tuesdays with Maury. The copy she held in her hands was well-worn and familiar. Her fingertips skimmed the cover. She smiled. For the next good while, Olivia gathered her thoughts, reviewed lesson plans, and organized her research regarding a grant application that was due in the coming weeks. Publish, 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 they had told her, or perish. She was prepared to do her best. A glance at the clock told her that her first class would begin in half an hour. English composition, the first in a series of courses that were required for all freshman students. Olivia grabbed her bag, her book, and her courage before leaving her office, the lock clicking into place behind her. The walk to Lynn's Hall was a short one, and Olivia noted an overwhelming sense of tangibility to the quietness that seemed to pervade even the outdoors bits of the college campus. When she entered the hall in which her first class was scheduled to meet, she quickly felt like the methodical click-clack of her heels against the cool, hard tile was disturbing some unspoken peace. The rustling, frictional sound of her bag rubbing against the fabric of her skirt was amplified in the stillness. For much of her journey from office to classroom, she didn't even run into any students, and when she did, they mostly nodded politely in her direction before carrying on toward their destinations. Yes, there was most definitely something about the quiet. Olivia did not as of yet feel prepared to make judgment on whether or not the surreal silence was comforting or if it bordered on the eerie. Stopping in front of a door with a plaque that read, Room 107 just beside it, Olivia checked a piece of paper in her blazer pocket before nodding to herself and entering. That was the moment when her nerves really hit her the hardest. It was a small classroom, for the college itself was small, and thus the enrollment for her classes was reflective. There was a large bank of windows on one side of the room, whiteboards along two of the other walls, and a podium and plain desk at the front. In neat rows, there were also about twenty desks, all facing sharply forward. Olivia stepped smartly across the room to the desk where she deposited her bag. First things first, Olivia worked her way around the room, moving all of the desks into a U-shaped formation so that all of the students could see each other at any given point in time. With that accomplished, she pulled out a stack of papers and her book, which she cherished, and made to stand at the podium. For the few minutes of solitude she had remaining to her, she read from the book. The last class of my old professor's life took place once a week in his house by a window in the study where he could watch a small hibiscus plant shed its pink leaves. The class met on Tuesdays. The door opened and her reading was interrupted by a cheerful, overly loud voice. Good morning, Mrs. Clark. She turned her body towards the newcomer, and she immediately recognized Mr. Rayner, the music director. 
Lynn's Hall encompassed all of the literature and arts classes, and they had run into each other more than once over the past couple of weeks, as Olivia had oriented herself to the college. Good morning, Mr. Rayner, though actually it's just Miss, not Mrs. The words left Olivia's lips on the edge of a smile. Ah, of course, of course, Mr. Rayner nodded his head emphatically, nearly bouncing from foot to foot as he remained silhouetted in the doorway. I must not have heard you properly the other day. Scarlet fever when I was a child, you know. I'm completely deaf in one ear, and only just managing to hold on with the other. These last words he nearly shouted, pointing to his left and then to his right ear. Olivia nodded. Yes, she politely replied, her tone even, and her eyes radiating with kindness. I do remember that. Well, Mr. Rayner continued, still speaking quite loudly, I just wanted to come by and wish you luck with your first classes here at Philip Lintz. Olivia thanked him and wished him well, also, before he turned and walked back out into the hallway. When she was alone again, she closed her eyes and breathed deeply. More like my first classes ever, she mumbled to herself under her breath. She had student taught for her first semester at, at Ohio State, sure, but these were totally different beasts, absolute different color spectrums. There was no safety net, no support, no one to catch her when she felt herself slipping. This was the real deal, no turning back. And almost as if she had summoned him with her sudden rush of adrenaline and fear, a student entered the room. He was a tall young man with buzzed hair and a bright smile that suited his dark face. Good morning, Olivia signed, and though her hands moved through the phrase, she also spoke the words aloud. It was a habit from her childhood that had persisted throughout her whole life, and while it was largely unnecessary to place like Philip Lentz, it was not a habit Olivia was keen to change any time soon. Good morning, the student signed back. His lips moved with the words, but he didn't vocalize any of the syllables. His smile was now so wide that his eyes crinkled. You are very beautiful, he added, clasping his hands behind his back as soon as he had dared to tell her so. Olivia couldn't help but chuckle to herself, flattered, sure, but mostly impressed by his boldness. Thank you, she replied. You're very sweet. What's your name? Patrick. He quickly spelled the letters out with his hand. Then he ducked his head cutely before taking a seat in the desk nearest to the podium. I'm Olivia Clark. Very nice to meet you. And with the ice properly broken and her nerves at least partially assaged, the floodgates opened. The class filled quickly over the next couple of minutes, and Olivia greeted everyone with a kind smile as they entered. She turned and wrote her name on the whiteboard. Professor Olivia Clark. As soon as the hands of the clock showed half-past eight, she turned and began. Welcome to Comp 1. I'm Professor Clark. You can call me Olivia, unless you're old-fashioned, in which case you can use the professor title. I guess that's what my degree is for, anyway. There was a chorus of mumbled greetings from around the room, and one very enthusiastic hello from Patrick in the front. Some students just smiled or waved politely. I know this is everyone's absolute favorite thing to do, she continued, sarcasm coating every fiber of her being, and there were already a few slumped shoulders and groans in response. Introductions. I'll start us off. There were some nods, and Olivia felt a general sense of attention directed her way which was encouraging. She leaned back against the desk and continued to sign to her class. I graduated last spring from Ohio State University. and While I was there, I spent most of my time studying English and history while getting my education degree. 
I also spend a lot of time in music classes, so I have a minor there. And let's see. Some things I love include reading, sharing fantastic books with other people, show tunes, and playing soccer. Also, yellow is by far my favorite color. At this, she indicated the yellow blouse she was wearing with a self-deprecating smile that elicited a few chuckles. With an encouraging smile at Patrick, she gestured for him to go next. Soon, he was introducing himself as well. A sense of ease fell over the classroom, and everyone participated in the icebreaker activity with little to no resistance after that. When everyone had introduced themselves and she had checked their names off against the roster she had been given, Olivia stood up and clasped her hands together before proceeding. Great, she smiled brightly. Now, I'd like to get started introducing you all to the syllabus and the information for a project that we're going to work on all semester long. There's this book called Tuesdays with Maury. Do you all have your own copies? There was a wave of movement across the entire classroom while nearly all of the students extracted books from wherever they'd been keeping them. Olivia grinned. Excellent. Here's what I would like us to do. Olivia could have floated across the linoleum if a breeze had happened along and caught her at that moment. She felt that her whole life had been spent preparing to become a teacher, and now she was doing it. After years of classes and learning, of suffering through exams and studies that sometimes seemed irrelevant, here she was, one class down, many, many more to go. It was a simple thing, the realization of a dream, but it was important. And her first class filtered out of the room, with Patrick taking up the rear and saying goodbye with an enthusiastic wave. Olivia allowed herself one wistful sigh. And then it was time for her second section of the class. The back-to-back schedule allowed Olivia more time for research in the afternoons, which she was grateful for, though she now realized she would hardly have a chance to catch her breath. The roster for this section was much shorter, and it wasn't long before seven of the eight students had arrived— and made their way into seats. They all grinned as she waved greetings to each of them in turn. Finally, just as the time was about to roll around to the top of the next hour, the door opened, and Olivia's final student walked hastily inside. Olivia's eyes inadvertently followed this newest student across the room. The quietness that had permeated her early morning activities now seemed to return in full force. The nearly late arrival made her way to a seat in the back corner of the U-shaped configuration of desks, and when she took her seat, her eyes caught Olivia's in the act of staring. Without even knowing why, Olivia's immediate visceral reaction was to look hastily away. She furrowed her eyebrows as she looked down at the seamless stitching of her skirt. Her nerves had mostly been quenched, hadn't they? Why, then, the sudden flip-flopping of her stomach and her hands, which never got sweaty, instantly seemed to have a thin layer of moisture coating her palms? There was something about the young woman who had just walked in, something just on the far edge of what Olivia was capable of perceiving. It was not her pleated skirt, nor was it her meticulously tucked-in shirt. It wasn't her long, flowing brown tresses. It wasn't even the seat she had chosen as far away from her peers as was humanly possible. But maybe, just maybe, it was those eyes that had looked at Olivia with what could only be described as barely withheld hostility. A mystery for another time, she decided. Gathering herself within moments, Olivia stood up, smoothed out her pencil skirt, and walked closer to the desks. 
As she had with her previous class, she began by introducing herself, this time using new facts about her favorite play she performed in during high school, her love of tea, and the color of her favorite pair of running shoes. Yellow, naturally. When it was time for this new, smaller group to each introduce themselves, she paid close attention to each of them in turn, of course. But when it came to the final class participant, Olivia was prepared to pay astute attention. She found herself hanging on every movement of the girl's hands. Sadly, she was to be disappointed. Whereas each of her other students had introduced themselves with facts about their favorite sports teams or movies or books of all time, this girl had simply signed, Hello, I am Shannon McCullough, and had left it at that. A sparse greeting, her name, and nothing more. Then she had immediately opened up her notebook before looking expectantly at Olivia, clearly prepared to learn. It was not easy for Olivia to hide her surprise at Shannon's succinctness. She liked to think that her typically warm nature and the enthusiasm she felt and thusly displayed while teaching would be contagious for her students. In fact, this had been the case with the previous class— as they'd had a lively discussion after her introduction to the course and the semester project, but this girl's cold introduction seemed at odds with her demeanor, now poised for note-taking. But Olivia was nothing, if not a consummate professional. She carried on, as if unfazed. The syllabus was introduced, and Olivia went over the books they would be covering throughout the semester, as well as expectations for the four and a half hours they would have class each week. Finally, Olivia got to her favorite subject, the Mori Project. The book is this great story about a man who reunited with one of his professors from college years after having graduated. They hadn't talked to each other in almost two decades, and when they met again, the student found out that his professor was dying. The story chronicles their final class together and the lessons the author learned along the way. The semester-long project we're going to be completing will revolve around this concept. You will each choose someone inspirational in your own life, a teacher, a family member, a dear friend, someone you look up to and respect, someone who has helped make you who you are today. As her explanation continued, Olivia's hands moved quickly. Her words tumbled from her lips as her enthusiasm took over. As she spoke, her eyes would flit from one student's face to the next. And every other time she would glance in Shannon's direction, she would experience a wash of confusion, because while the other students stared intently at Olivia and her gracefully moving hands, Shannon was almost always looking down at her notebook, scribbling away, her chestnut hair falling into her face in waves. Olivia watched as her delicate hand gently tucked a lock back behind her ear, all the while she never stopped writing. And the final results come winter break will be a small book of your writings and vignettes about your Maury. She couldn't help but watch Shannon's face closely as she delivered this last line. The girl seemed so detached now, had become progressively more disinterested as Olivia's explanation had gone on, and then, on the final syllable, it was as if a dark cloud passed perceptibly across her features. Her eyes narrowed, she bit her lip and her shoulders fell ever so slightly. It was a curious reaction. By the time she finished explaining the project and began taking questions from the students, Olivia had a hunch. But this idea that was forming in her head was one that demanded to be handled as carefully as possible, 
given the potential for error. As the 90-minute class inevitably drew to a close, Olivia dismissed the students and turned to the whiteboard to erase the information she had written there. This was her moment to enact her hasty but simple plan. With her back turned from the room, she quietly but clearly said, Shannon, stay behind a moment if you don't mind, please. She was nervous as she said the words, and she was relieved when her voice did not waver. While the rest of the students gathered their supplies and made their way out of the room, one girl stayed behind, frozen to her chair. Olivia placed the eraser back in the tray and turned around, waving goodbye to the students who were leaving before leveling her gaze on the still-seated Shannon. The girl was staring back at her with what was now an indiscernible expression on her face. Olivia lowered her gaze respectfully before crossing the room and sitting on the edge of a desk next to the one Shannon was still firmly planted in. She let out a breath of relief at the realization that her assumption had been correct. You can hear, Olivia said simply. Then she asked the next question, the only logical one she could think of. Can you speak? As far as Olivia had been aware, because the Philip Lentz Liberal Arts College for the Deaf was an art institute with a specialization in the development of the spoken word through deaf culture, in itself a sometimes controversial stance to take as a deaf institution, She had not expected to find a mute hearing student in her class, but Olivia felt compelled to ask, given the girl's clear disconnect between herself and the other students, be it self-inflicted or peer-mediated. And when Shannon next looked into her eyes, Olivia was sure she had made a grave mistake. She was already preparing to burst into an emphatic apology that she had asked in the first place when Shannon crisply began to sign her response. Don't you think that's a pretty insensitive question? Olivia could have slapped herself. There was a fury lacing every movement of the girl's hands. Her sharply raised eyebrow and simmering brown eyes were indicative of her annoyance. But Olivia suddenly wasn't sure if Shannon was annoyed by her having asked the question or by her having found the girl out so easily. Choosing neutral ground, Olivia bit her lip and placed her fingertip to her chin as she formulated a response. You're right, she said, while simultaneously signing the words again. It was insensitive of me. I apologize. It is, however, important for me to know as the instructor of the class. I would like everyone to be as comfortable and accommodated as possible. Without further fanfare, Shannon reached down, picked up her bag, and made to leave. Olivia stood as well, wishing she had more words of comfort or that she could expect forgiveness sometime in the near future but she was not so disillusioned. A curt nod from Shannon, then she was headed towards the door. But just as she was about to leave the room, she turned on her heel back towards Olivia with something that could have been an expression of shame on her face. Olivia almost sighed in sudden relief, and then her breath hitched at Shannon's next words. That was rude of me, she signed. You asked a legitimate question. The surprises this girl was full of were probably bad for Olivia's rapidly beating heart. She was already opening her mouth to disagree with Shannon, but the girl cut her off as she began to sign again. The answer is yes, she signed. I can speak. She paused, working her lip roughly between her teeth before quickly adding, But silence is a friend who will never betray.
and before the information could properly process in Olivia's mind, Shannon was gone. Olivia's mouth was parted slightly and her head was tilted to the side in confusion as she found herself alone in the room. The facts were these. Shannon could hear. That much Olivia had figured out on her own, and she could also speak. That much she had told Olivia herself. There was also an element of self-imposed silence at play with no explanation likely forthcoming. And there was a dark cloud... As Olivia gathered her things and made the short trek back to her office, she simply couldn't ignore the pounding of her heart in her chest and the inexplicable desire to learn more about Shannon McCullough. And as she sat at her desk, Olivia found herself distracted throughout the remainder of the day, with her head resting on her open palm and her pen drumming against her desktop calendar. One question was resounding loudly over and over again in her mind. If she can speak... Why does she choose silence? Olivia Clark was determined to find out. End of chapter one. This has been Molly Catherine Reads. Thank you so much for listening.